0: Welcome back to But Why the Podcast, and today we have a special episode for you from Fantastic Fest 2019 with Ryan Spindell, the director of the horror anthology movie The Mortuary Collection. Now the audio quality isn't the best because we did record on-site at the Alamo Draft House South Mar in between screenings, so please forgive that, but enjoy! So my first question for you about your horror anthology The Mortuary Collection is out an entire feature around a short. Because it started as the Babysitter Murders, correct? And then it, it grew out of that? It
1: actually started as a feature and then the Babysitter Murders was extracted out in order to get it. Oh, pilot. okay. Yeah. So I basically, the whole thing sort of started with this idea that I was watching a lot of the old 70s amicus anthology films And I was kind of, you know, thinking back to like Richard Matheson and Ray Bradbury and Stephen King and all these like amazing short story authors. Yeah. It's like, there's so many stories out there that audiences don't really have any sort of venue to see because who sees short films unless you go to film festivals, yeah. Which is unfortunate in its own right. Um, so I wanted to try to find like some sort of method to like take those really cool short stories package them in a way that could reach a wider audience. Um, and so I just started, I had all of these like shorts in my laptop that I'd been writing because I, I would write them for fun when I was like frustrated about, oh, Hollywood, it makes me so mad. I'm going to write a short. that makes me feel better. Um, and so I just started like f- taking them all and putting them in a the document and being like, okay, what's my favorites? And I kind of started narrowing them down. And once I had like, you know, the, the four favorite shorts, um, it all became the wraparound. And so from there I built out the wraparound and then the wraparound started to sort of inspire the shorts and the shorts started to mold and change. Uh, and eventually I sort of had something that I felt like was larger than the, the greater. Some was greater than the that term go? some was greater than the parts. Some was greater than the parts, yes. But, uh, I was right there. Um, <laughs> it's, day yeah, it's day fifty, it's day fifty. It's day So I, sort of, I created the whole package and then um, I was trying to get it financed and uh, it was unfinanceable was what I was told. Um, and so I was like, well I think if I could make a piece of this to show people how much fun it will be, I can maybe sort of leverage that in some money. So I basically took The Babysitter Murders* out uh, and kickstarted that and made that independently. And Then use that to eventually find a financier to like help me do the rest of the movie.
0: And the babysitter murders is amazing. Thank, you. Thank That's, you. I have uh, my two favorite shorts are be, or um, stories: is that one and then the one um, with his wife, right? Where he, uh, you know, right. Attempts to attempts to attempts to kill the wife. Yeah, again
1: and again and again. Yep. It's very. Um, that one to me is always been the most like EC comic yeah um, it's kind of gothic like just it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah. and worse You got the old crate and the carving knife and the, the weird apartment and the strange neighbors like that one has a it's, it's funny because people have asked me what's my favorite and that's sort of like having five children yeah. and, like sort of saying which one is your favorite because I love them each for different reasons um, and depending on the day you ask me I may say have a different answer also.
0: Thank you, that's very nice. Yeah, because I, I think that there, there's, there's a depth to each of the stories. Like they each, function, they could each survive on their own, but they fit into this larger piece. Right. So how was it kind of building out the mortuary scene and bringing that through line for all of the stories? How did right. you decide to go that route? Um.
1: Well, thank you, first off, for the compliment of them being standalones. I think
0: yeah. My biggest, my
1: biggest gripe with horror, I got two gripes with horror anthologies in general. Um, my first is is that um, I just think the short form is not given the the respect it needs, yeah. and, and I think yeah. the stories just and usually and aren't don't work. Series. They're not full three act stories. Yeah. Um, so that's my first gripe, and my my second gripe is um, oh, yeah. just um, uh, remind me what the question was. <laughs> Felt like I had something interesting to say. How did you put a, a how did you keep the mortuary yeah. as like the the through line for oh. all. The from the hood but like kind of accidentally like i wrote it and i was like oh this is like tales that from
0: the actually hood. makes me really happy because uh-huh. tales from the hood does not get the respect that it deserves. It absolutely does happy. not it's definitely <laughs> in my top
1: three. Oh, that's I, awesome i love it i love it and i was like, kind of worried about it for a minute because of the similarities okay. but um as the the script sort of evolved um it's sort of, the weird thing that I sort of figured out after we were in production was that the wraparound story in so many anthologies is just kind of like an afterthought. It's like a yeah. bookended thing. But in this one, uh, I realized that the wraparound story was the movie, and it was the vignettes that were sort of the one-offs. The um, oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Um, I think the, um, and I forgot it again. <laughs> really is day 50. It really is. It's it's been a long time. It'll it'll come back to me three more times. (laughs)
0: So,
1: I, I would actually say that most of the visual effects that are in the movie, the non-practical the computer yeah. generated, um, are only there because we kind of backed ourselves into a corner ran into a problem and we like, needed the visual effects and out If I had my druthers, there would be uh, almost zero visual effects in the whole movie. The only visual effect actually that I think is like valid because it's basically a practical effect just done in the computer is matte paintings. same idea as a traditional matte painting except you know it's not hand painted by amazing artists it's just done in a computer but I, I still feel like that's kind of has one foot back in the practical world yeah um, but yeah no the, the practical effects was a big thing from the beginning and we also did this thing with this movie that was you know I'm happy we did it but it really made our lives hard which was that we we decided from the start like we weren't gonna let our budget dictate um, how far we went with everything, the, the, the motto from the very beginning was like, let's swing for the fences and let's go do the biggest, weirdest, craziest thing we can at every point of the way, and we'll just figure it out, and yeah. so that's part of the, how the process kind of became an extended sort of piece by piece, brick by brick build of the movie, yeah. because um, because we, 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 would say, we would an idea would come up, you know. We would say like, "Oh, what if um, you know?" A, as a joke, someone was like, one of my producers, Ben Hethcote, was like, "What if there's like an anti-gravity sequence here?" And then we all laughed. <laughs> and then I was like, "Shit, man! Now we have to do an anti-gravity sequence. Like, That would be so cool." And we sort of like never restricted ourselves in that capacity. Um, and it was the same thing with the practical effects, like the sort of Lovecraftian tentacle monster, yeah. it was like to look pretty bad when they're done digitally was the monster of the shorts I was like alright we're doing this practically yeah. and so we actually ended up building a piece of the bathroom wall uh, and then suspending it horizontally about 50 feet up in the air and then actually dropping tentacles down through it and then reversing them in camera so we actually had real tentacles in the shorts cool. it was so cool and it's like it's funny because you know you have these days where you have like a decent little crew and there's like a lot of people working and maybe you have some fancy equipment And there's other days you're just, like, in a garage with a rubber monster. And you're like, this is why I do this. I almost forgot.
0: In a garage with a rubber monster is what brought me into horror and creatures and why I love it so much. Which one was it? Uh, So, like, for me, watching The Thing. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. The practical
0: effects for The Thing was, it scarred me as a child. And I questioned everything for a while. But, like, that feeling of it's real, it's tangible. really dark fairy tale that had different horror genres within each area, Uh uh and I never felt pulled out of it. Even at the end with the big, you know, burned children scene, I didn't ever feel like, oh gosh, it was just, yeah, this is...
1: That's awesome. That's I mean that's great to great to hear. I think there's a th- I think there's, there's there's something that happens with CGI where you, even if you don't register that it's fake, you feel it. It's, yeah. like, it's part of our like lizard brain. Like yeah. we just we connect with something. And, and and we did have sort of the end sequence does have a bunch of these practical puppets yeah. and um, a lot of like practical gags. And I think you know there's a, a point where we got in there and we had these like puppeteers and they were puppeting them. And then somebody was like, those look kind of like puppets so I'm like yeah but that's
0: kind of cool yeah like that's that's part of it like well that's why that's why the Dark Crystal matters so much as far away from it from its launch a
1: hundred percent like a hundred percent it's that magic it is magic and it's it's almost become cliche nowadays as a filmmaker to be like mm, I'm a practical effect, yeah because yeah. sort of you know where with the renaissance of visual yeah. effects everyone's sort of clutching on to the old thing um, but I think you know simplifying it down to what we're talking about here which is like you just know the oh, eye yeah, just yeah. knows if it's real or not and, it, and and you just feel something different and that feeling is everything when you're making it yeah real.
0: and I think for me like the reason I love horror so much is like all good horror is built on like this nice foundation of empathy mm-hmm. and it's that empathy that also makes bad visual effects Thank you. I'm a big creature person. So Thank you. We, we actually got
1: so we worked with this company called Studio ADI, mm-hmm. um, Alec Gillis and Tom Winford's company. Have you ever heard of them? No.
0: Wait, Alec Gillis. I think so.
1: Yeah, he's he's amazing. They're this company. Like I basically sat down one day. I was like, I have a bunch of visual effects and we have no money. And so. One of the things you sort of learn quickly as an independent filmmaker is you become an expert at impassioned emails to people you love. (laughs) You send out like a hundred, and like one person gets back to you. So I basically picked my three favorite companies. I reached out to them with just this, like, just part in my sleeve. Like, this is crazy. I know it. I'm springing for the fences. Um, and two of the three companies actually got back to me, and one of them was uh, ADI. And they they did, you know, Starship Troopers and Tremors, and uh, they created Pennywise for the. It, they, they You go into their shop, and you're just like in awe of the things they've done. And then I'm like, so you want to do our little movie?" And to so their credit, they, they, they watched the short, because we'd made the short by that point, and then they read the script and they were just like, we love this, we want to do this, what's your budget? And I told them and they were like,
0: huh! and
1: then they like walked away and they had like a little meeting and they came back and they're like let's do this movie we're gonna make this work that's awesome um, and to the point that they were like Alec who's the like he's the boss and never has to do anything again if he doesn't want to was like on set animating tentacles like yelling <laughs> throwing slime and I was like how in what world do I have this happening in one of my like little films it was
0: really cool that's amazing that's- <laughs> it was so cool Check the time okay we only got three minutes uh but you're, you're so fast i know i could keep talking like, know, there's I just know. so much more i want to know and it's like honestly like I, I this is my first fantastic fest it's my second film festival covering overall and for me just getting to see films like yours like it reminds me of why i started being a critic because i started reviewing awards. Person, go review this Oscar bait movie. Right. They're fine, and sure. I don't want to disrespect them. But at the same time, like there's something just there's something more passionate about films like yours, especially in, in, in honesty especially anthology series. Yeah, because they're or anthology series and movies, they're because they're, they're working to bring in multiple stories. They
1: are, and it's actually funny because one of the things we've been worried about even from the beginning is that the, the anthology format. We're kind of nervous about are going to react to it, yeah. not because we don't think we made a really strong film, but because there's so many more things to pick at. Because it's not one, it's not one story, right? So it's like five stories, and each okay. story has its own inciting incident, its own climax, and its own locations, its own actors, and its own sort of tone. So there's like so many things to kind of go after, it. and that's one of the things that we sort of always talked about. Like, and, and, I've, and I've seen it before too. I've seen critics kind of go after anthologies yeah. in the past, and, w- and like more than like a normal traditional just single narrative yeah. film. Which is interesting to me because I feel like in a way by like picking on anthologies you're kinda of keeping them from becoming
0: exactly. a thing.
1: Yeah. So that's really cool and, and, and honestly like the thing that makes me as long as this movie works for the the audience, which is you, and, and people like me and people that like <laughs> yeah. miss this kind of thing and love this kind of thing, like that's the thing that's gonna keep me going as a comic. Yeah.